Just I, uh, Offspring had one good album. Hello, Smash? you are. Yes, good. I guess. Yeah. Continue. You are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming. We are two guys from Geelong, who every now and then remember that we're in a podcast and we should record. Now is one of those times. <laughs> these yeah. are their stories. These. <laughs> dun dun dun. We put it out to you guys. So uh, we did a, an episode, what, a year ago, last year sometime? Yeah, in the past. In the past, we did an episode where we got you guys to write the episode. You guys sent in your questions, we answered them, much hilarity was ensued. Yeah, turns out you guys are terrible at writing episodes and that's why it's taken a year to do it again. Yep, so we have got some more questions to answer. We've had a whole heap of questions shot through in the Discord, just the one on Facebook. So that must mean most of our Facebook followers are in the Discord. They know where to get us. That's they it. know. Yeah. yeah. Links in the uh, description. If you are not in the Discord, by all means, jump in. There's a lot going on at a lot of times. In fact, there's quite a few people in there at the moment. Several. It is. Several. There's more than two. More than us two, anyway. So, we have some questions to answer, we have some answers to give, and we have some people to disappoint. And probably some questions to ask on the back of the questions that are asked of us. Are we asking questions about why the questions are being asked? Or we're just questioning the state of the people asking them, one of the two. <laughs> I think that goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, we knew that, eh? I mean, you guys question the state of us, so I think it's only fair. The tables have turned. <laughs> anyway, let's hit it off. So, first of all, I'll I'll hit the uh, the Facebook question first. So, any plans for Diablo Four? Now, are you a Diablo player? Have you played Diablo? What is your I, Diablo experience? Limited in that I think when Diablo like years ago was huge, I was playing Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I was spending a lot of time on Baldur's Gate. I never really got to Diablo because Diablo seemed like a lot more button mashing than the the game I was currently playing. It was a bit of a change of pace. Where I think I've changed my tune is on the recent um, Warhammer skin, which effectively of Diablo. We played it. I can't remember what it was oh, called. Oh, the Inquisitor? No, the fantasy one. Fantasy. Uh, la, 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 the other one. Yeah, it was Diablo, but it yeah. – yeah, that one. Fuck, what was that called? That's going to test me. It's not Vermintide. It's the No, that was the other one. Chaos something. I'm not even going to Google it. Either way, no. um, we played that. I That was thoroughly enjoyable, and I feel like I could get along with some button mashing after this. And now I've just discovered in the last week that there is a new Diablo coming. Yeah, there is and indeed. And I, I could be tempted, is the moral of the story. 
I did a lot of Diablo. Like Diablo 2, I did an absolute shitload of, you know, land parties back in the day and all sorts of stuff. And I had, I think, every character up to maximum level or whatever. It was, I did a shitload of Diablo 2. Diablo 3 uh, didn't touch until it came to the console. And then I played it quite a bit as well. And I've always enjoyed it. It's, it's a fun game. It's, you know, easy enough to get the hang of. But the only thing is, it's much more fun multiplayer. Mm. So it's it's not the sort of game that I would generally pick up and a controller and whittle away a few hours by myself. I wouldn't need to have somebody there. So it all depends. It, it is a people. good party game in that it, it's one of those ones that do, you can just run around and talk shit with friends and mm. do stupid shit. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it really does shine. And in that, you kind of need people at the same level. Otherwise, you're just following the person and accumulating all the, the equipment yep. and XP that you shouldn't, aka what we <laughs> did with the last one. Um, I suppose the, the challenge will be there is also a new Vermintide, if I hear rightly. There's a few games coming. And, like, there uh, are a few, and, and, and one of them is actually an answer to a, a subsequent question. But they did the, the Warhammer Bones, which is all the... the computer games based on Warhammer coming out yes. soon. There's a lot of stuff there I'm interested in. Bolt Gun, for one. I kind yeah. of, yes, yes. I kind of want to pick that up. Agreed. Um, so up until recently, I didn't have plans for Diablo. I do have plans for Diablo now. Well, when I say plans, I, I am Diablo curious. It will basically come down to whether I feel like I'm excessively in a spending mood at some point. Yeah, I'm hoping that, that, that a friend of mine buys it and I can steal his Xbox password and download it myself. I see what you've done there. Yeah. Okay. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Say no more. All right. couple of quick fire questions on Discord. Tomato sauce, cupboard or fridge? Cupboard. All right. Oh, I was a quick fire question. I gave a quick fire answer. But no, the, my whole issue here is you're putting generally tomato sauce on something that is hot. If it's fridged, the temperature difference is far too disparate between the food and the sauce. What we need is something room temperature. Otherwise, you end up with this weird hot-cold combination that we don't like. Fair enough. I know it says to refrigerate after opening, and frankly, the packaging is wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a cupboard then fridge person. I don't mind a bit of cold sauce on a hot pie. Too cold. Take it back. Because even at room temperature, it cools it at an appropriate level. But also, I eat pies weirdly in that I take the lid off, and then I add sauce, and then I mix it in, and then I eat the filling with a fork, and then I eat the base, and then I eat the lid. That is very strange. I know, but it's the best. I'm telling you, <laughs> so good. Depends where I am. Like I've been having, I found a nice little bakery near work, so I've had a couple of pies from there. Oh yeah, no, it's not a work um, thing. No, it? no, it's a bit of sauce on top, and then just eat the thing quickly smash. and before it falls all over your hands. But um. But at home, yeah, a bit of sauce on top, and I just I cut it up into mouthful pieces. Got to get a bit of pastry and a bit of meat. No, I separate the whole lot. It's a whole process. It's a thing. I don't know That's why it. it's a thing. It's been a thing for years. All right, toilet roll, wall or out? I mean, the I don't crib. really understand what wall or out is. Are we is underhanging over? or underhanging or overhanging? Yeah, let's go that way. And we're overhanging. We're overhanging. We're going out. Correct. That's, that's what the patent was. 
When it was first invented, the patent was overhanging. And equally, it's just better. Like, nobody wants to, like, punch the wall with the tips of their fingers trying to grab some loo roll. Yeah. No, no, not right. Be be better humans. (laughs) The only – actually, that's a lie. The only time I did – intentionally do it the other way was when I was living somewhere where I had very anally retentive housemates and I didn't like them. And you and did so it on purpose. I intentionally, and not yeah. only that, but I would rip toilet paper halfway through a sheet because I knew it irritated them. <laughs> this is the Jace we all know and love. <laughs> that, that answer does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> That is just like you know, it's things like we're just putting one fork in the knife section of the drawer, <laughs> upside down. Uh, yeah, it, it it was needed. Yeah, no, that's fair. Monopoly, classic or rubbish? My issue with Monopoly is that my mother is very competitive. Mm-hmm. And also an accountant. And, okay. And those things, it turns out, with Monopoly do not make for a fun game. Um, however, I feel like, again, it comes down to the players in that we've got like a Monopoly Junior. It's like a three-year-old plus version that we were introducing the kids to and stuff. And that's great. Monopoly Junior is fantastic. I've played so, that with the kids as well. And it's just, it's such a better game. Yeah, I am. I am interested in it as a way to teach f- money as a concept, and I am mildly concerned about the version now that just has credit cards. Yes, there, there. Uh, Monopoly is still going strong. There's like four thousand different current editions available. You can yeah, get Monopoly for anything. It's just yeah. I mean, it's classic rubbish for me. Mm, it can be two things. Yes. I'm on board. Yeah. Best suit in playing cards. I mean, Motorhead only did one song about them. <laughs> fair. I, I don't show. Oh, I mean, to be fair, Heart was a good band. <laughs> Lucy was in the sky with diamonds. I've got nothing for clubs, though. No. Clubs is definitely not it. Um, S Club 7. Yep, and that's why Spades wins. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm with you there. I think spades is definitely the best suit, uh, unless you're playing the game of hearts, in which case it's still spades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a difference between best and most valuable in game. Yes. Uh, and last question from this uh, questionnaire is the preferred toast rating, and he's attached a picture in Discord with nine pieces of toast from. Various different shades from white from to black. Bread, bread to burnt. Mm-hmm. And if anybody chooses anything that isn't a four or a five, they're a complete monster. It's basically the moral of the story here. Yep, totally agree. Uh, for me, it's somewhere between a one and a two. Agreed. I yep. don't I don't like – I'm not a big toast person. I like, I like warm bread. Not only do I require a very specific – toast level right but possibly the biggest crime someone can commit is to make toast 
and then it, it pops and then they're doing something whatnot. And then they come back like a minute, five minutes later and, and put butter on said toast. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be standing at the toaster at the moment it pops with the butter pre-opened knife in hand to get that onto the bread at the optimal temperature or it's just a waste. Throw it out, start again. Totally agree. Totally agree. My, my warm bread must be warm enough so that the butter melts on it and that's enough. No, but I need crispy, crunchy outside. I need still a little bit of fluffy on the middle. I mean, there's there's a whole thing, which is why you only buy toast slice because otherwise if you buy the bread slice, the middle isn't as fluffy because there isn't as much of it because it's thinner. Yeah, fair. Uh, what is your favourite cheese? I mean, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 Cheese, cheese is good. I, I honestly, I am a fan of just straight up tasty, mature, bitey, you know, extra sharp. Like, give me a, a Mercy Valley kind of just extra sharp deal every day of the week. Um, but I will also quite happily just eat a wheel of camembert. Oh, yeah. Taste your camembert for me, for sure. But like, when's cheese bad? Like Parmesan <laughs> has its place, right? And actually, if you want to know the place for Parmesan, if we go back to the toast conversation, if we do toasty as opposed to toast specifically, we butter the outside of the bread because we're not monsters. And then you mm-hmm. add just the, the shit supermarket, like dry desiccated Parmesan cheese mm-hmm. to the outside of the bread before going in toasty press. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Okay. I've always been a big fan of sticking a couple of pieces of bread in the grill mm-hmm. in the oven and tomato paste and cheese on top. Mm-hmm. And like pizza. That's the thing. Yes. The other one that apparently I'm the, my wife doesn't understand at all, right? But as well as my love for toast done correctly, I have a, a definite love for just fresh bread. And melted like i like melty cheese i like mm-hmm. fresh bread so i w- am regularly known to cut up cheese microwave it mm-hmm. 30 odd seconds usually does a trick and then scrape that onto fresh butter bread and you have a melted cheese sandwich and it's so good <laughs> so good <laughs> life lessons here like we're we're helping people um <sighs> This was an interesting one. If you had to fight each other, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if we had to, mm-hmm. how is that different from any other day? I mean, like we do it for fun. I was about to say, why, <laughs> why are we waiting till we have to? If you had to fight each other, Mortal Kombat style, what weapon slash power would you choose? I didn't see this question and have not prepared, but I feel like it's unnecessary. I. Uh, I will say, generally, Sub Zero was the go-to character, mm-hmm. so that's pretty hard to go past. Um, the whole freeze thing is just fun, except the fact that they always make exactly the same pose. Yes. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but otherwise, I'm just you know, it's just mash X. Like, what's the superpower for mashing X? Up, down, triangle. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon I reckon if I had to fight somebody, and I'm not necessarily saying this would be you, but if I had to fight somebody in a Mortal Kombat style, 
Like, you know, most of them have something that they can throw at people, whether it's like balls mm-hmm. of ice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were throwing bodily fluids at people. Like, how quickly I mean, how those that, fights would that, be over. <laughs> how does that change it any other day? I know, um, right? <laughs> so I will say the only other thing that literally beats everything in a Mortal Kombat-style game is any kind of teleportation. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's just you win. You spam that, you win. Yep. So that was always fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Favorite chill, relax, zone out video games. Uh, ooh, um, Pitfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred is is just straight up gold. Um, again, my the the go to here was Gears of War. Okay, um, for a chill out one, just killing and just straight up. And when I, when I say kind of chill out, it, it's the we've had a shit day of work, and I just need to take my aggression out on something. And where this really gears gears one because it was couch co op. So when mm-hmm. the wife had a shit day, we used to just sit on the couch pre kids, um, get home from work, and be like, "Screw this, let's murder aliens." Yep. And we'd do that for a little bit until she was in a better mood. And then we'd order dinner and life was good. But then we got responsibilities and life was not so good. Yeah. How how far did you get in Gears? Did you play it? What was the hardest level? Was it in, like was it like an oh, insane they... or it was called something else, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. It's been so long. Yeah. I remember um, going through it and I was we were on the hardest difficulty and it was me and a guy that I used to work with. And we got through like half of it on the hardest difficulty. And then he, I think he moved back to the States or something. And then, so I never actually finished it on the hardest level, which is disappointing. I don't think we ever really tried to be fair. I mean, if if it's a zone out, kill aliens thing, it's not not a hard difficulty type. Most most of the time. So you'd played through the, the game when it still was a game. So you'd play through that on whatever probably it defaulted to, to be honest. Um, and then it was just the multiplayer swarm thing. You just fill multiplayer with bots mm-hmm. and you murder bugs. And that's, yeah. that's kind of where we lived. I mean, I was kind of, as far as zoning, zoning out and killing things goes, Quake 3 was the big one for me. So, you know, I'd get home after work, hard day at work, God mode on, and just Team Arena, Quake 3, kill a lot of people. Uh, the one I've been, I was playing recently, well, not that recently, but uh, Power Wash Simulator. So good to chill out with. Speaking of uh, Games Workshop. Exactly. The fact that they're bringing a 40K expansion to Power Wash Simulator, I am right back on board. I am itching. I will play that until the Inquisitors come home. All right. Ultimate tabletop gaming snacks and beverages. So, given that most of my tabletop gaming happens of an evening, 
which mm-hmm. is an important factor right here. So this is post-dinner, which is where we're most hankering for something sweet, which is mm-hmm. why it is not a, a chip of some variety or whatnot. So I am living in the world of confectionery mm-hmm. um, and likely something chocolate-based over something jupe-based. So I'm sitting here with crispy M&Ms, probably, mm-hmm. you know, melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Bit of a hard candy shell does a wonderful thing. And the crispy is the lord of the M&M. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the odd lolly. I, odd lolly. Uh, I tend to eat them a lot. Party mix, big bag of party mix lollies or big bag of M&Ms. Um, I am diabetic, so I have to watch how many I eat, in which case I just watch myself eat them. I don't limit myself at all, <laughs> uh, but Pepsi Max is my my drink of choice of usual. So, and I'm not are, a big drinker, alcohol based. So, I, look, yeah. I'm not a big drinker, but I do have a don't drink alone type rule. So, I suppose gaming events occasions are one of the few times, assuming we're in a licensed venue. Cough, uh, throw the dice. Um, <laughs> that I I do enjoy. Um, in generally, it's just, you know, whatever random, stupidly overpriced beer in a four-pack takes my fancy to try. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I am a sucker. And this harkens back to a throw the dice. The Bundaberg Lemonades uh, is just a thing. It is yep. a glorious thing. So that's my default go-to there if we are talking an unlicensed venue. <laughs> All right. If you could assemble your own team... To save the universe, who would be on it? Well, not me. Is basically <laughs> like I feel like that's a responsibility I shouldn't be allowed have. And I'm demiss some of these questions, so I haven't prepared at all. Hmm. That's all right. Questions in response to this. I assume we're talking fictional people allowed because yes. otherwise we're screwed. <laughs> I would say so. I know. I thought, I mean, you can go, you can go the obvious, like I was thinking Batman, Superman, Batman's put, smart enough to just, do just put the justice league in there and step back. Really? Chuck in uh, Dr. Manhattan and maybe Jeffrey, the land shark. Because <laughs> yeah, reasons. Why would you not? Uh, if given the opportunity, I mean, I feel like we just tag in the biker, biker mice from Mars at this point in time. Be like, they got this. We we <laughs> we are not necessary. But uh, yeah, the problem. I think the problem here is, particularly if we talk DC, it the team is there. It's already yep. assembled. It's done. Um. I mean, arguably, if we did Marvel, it's the same. But yeah, yeah. Now, Marvel, yeah. they all have their issues. Ooh, uh. <laughs> like, and yeah, I, I get that not everything's happy in DC all the time either. But uh, yeah, Iron Man, Captain America, they're always fighting each other. Yeah, guys are villains one moment, and then all of a sudden, Venom's the best friend to everyone, and. Well, I mean, the other half of this, right, is I can assemble a team to save. If we could do this Suicide Squad version, mm-hmm. like Skeletor, Darkseid, <laughs> like let, let's get silly. <laughs> um, 
who else do you want to chuck in there, Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so many options. So many options. Galactus done <laughs> regards. <laughs> Galactus with a bomb in his head. Don't make me do it. All right. Uh, All right uh, next question. It's not really a question. Is uh, tell us your thoughts on potato. I mean, <laughs> how long do we got? We uh, boil and mash them, stick them in a stew. Absolutely. Um, all of. The, is there a bad way to cook a potato? Oh, look, I'm not a fan of potato. Um, no, I just, I just the, said that to. This to will be the final the episode of. <laughs> I, I said that to irritate the person that asked. Um, I, I do believe that we answered this last question episode. I'm pretty sure we gave our thoughts on potato already. Yeah. And, I mean, the only way to improve what is invariably perfection is to add a previous question in there, cheese. Yep. Cheese. Oh, baked potatoes. Melted butter, cheese, salt, pepper, herbs, gravy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we did good ones the other night. They were just like a bolognese type deal. It was great on baked potatoes. It was the best. Um, But things that bring me joy from my childhood is being allowed to scrape the edge of the pan after someone's, after like mum's cooked scallop potatoes. Mm. That Mm. little, little baked bit that sticks to the edge is there anything better in life obviously not uh what hobby goals are you currently working on oh, fuck i know <laughs> <laughs> i think mean, i think we've both talked definitely on podcasts and and even more so out of podcasts but about how motivation has been non-existent currently my life has been interesting so hobby has not been the first thing that i've gone to to get away from all of that um we're both working on paint it brown Mm -hmm. that's something that is definitely a thing that is happening in fact i think i think i've gotten to the point where I'm, i'm finished my paint it brown with you know even though we've got four weeks left in the competition oh shit i've got time you got Ooh, time. That's, that's you dangerous. Time. Uh, I can do something else. But uh, so I've been working on uh, Glart Smash Rip. I think that's his name. The, uh, you know, anorexic rat for Blood Bowl. And I've uh, just been having a bit of fun with him and contrast paints and then layering up over the top. And that's, he's come out quite nicely. I'm quite happy with him. Uh, so I've, more or less done him. I might do a bit more touch-ups, but uh, I've also done very quickly the blood spawn for Blood Bowl as well. But that was just in my corn style, which is black, dry brush gray, dry brush white, add blood, add blood to base, add transfer, done. So that was all of a night. I don't know. I've got motivation hasn't been there, but I am trying to get more done. I've still, my lizards are half done. I have a beautiful set of Alice in Wonderland models, which are assembled pretty much. 
The only thing I haven't really done is stick the uh, two halves of the mushroom together because I know I'll need to, to play around with some green stuff or something on that. So I've got those to undercate and do, but I want to take my time with those. So maybe not the best time to be doing that. I have also undercoated today uh, Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool because I did pick them up. That glorious. And the little squirrel on top of her shoulder. Yes. It's just so cute. Um, and the fact that, that, again, Jeff the land shark is like a separate piece. So he is currently, uh, you're not even going to be able to see No, that. but there he's you. still separate. There he is. Yeah. I'm going to find a base to, to put him on and I'll have him on his own base because I did ask a question in a Marvel chat going, there's not actually any rules for him, so do I need to keep her on the, him on her base? Because I don't want to. I want my own Jeff. I mean, he could have absolutely zero game effect and nobody cares because he's yeah, just exactly. kicking around doing stuff. Exactly. I love it. But, yeah, so hobby goals is is pretty much to, to do more. I think, more done. yeah. I feel that. Um, I feel like partly the my motivation to get stuff done has been affected by the number of projects currently in flight and in mm-hmm. view. Yep. So if I look around, <laughs> fuck, um, and we just list. So there is my painted brown piece. There's a Loot Studios bus that I'm doing as part of a bit of a just paint-a-thon or sort of, you know, monthly paint thing as well. So I'm killing multiple birds with a stone there. But I've also got the bloody mouse riding a sparrow I printed a while ago that I've got earmarked for this that maybe we'll get to. We'll see. Um, But it's sitting up behind me. But then there's the other half of the um, Witch Hunter Halfling Mordheim Warband Mm -hmm. that's looking at me, including an ogre that is very pretty um, that I need to do. Have you got more Mordheim on the horizon? There's nothing planned, which is upsetting. Um, So there needs to be, is the moral of the story. Um, Which is what I would honestly need to keep plugging away at these guys. Mm -hmm. Because it kind of all stalled. I'm not 100% sure what, but that happened. Um, I did get the Zinch half of the latest Underworlds. You did, yes. And they were really easy to put together, right? I've assembled two, and then I swore a lot and threw the sprue. Um, It's fine, but I've assembled two. And I will require significant more motivation to assemble the rest because you kind of have to thread needles to put this shit together. It's like there's two bits, and if you just put them together, it doesn't work. You've got to put this bit over here, but under there, but around here, and it wraps around. It's fucking silly. Whoever... (laughs) cut these anywho um so that's why i stopped on those ones i've also got the sitting here looking at me the grebo um human dog team mm-hmm. that i got not that long ago i was the, the, the that's uh, the cute more one yes talking about. i was on their website the other day and the bats are gone there's only one bat mm. and that's intrigues me but that I, was that was the one i was really wanting but also i think everyone's preempting a vampire release at some point so at some point know, when we'll gw see. eventually within the next five years announces its next team 
mm. rumor is that it's going to be vampires. But yeah, I mean, just say fuck's sake, it's I been know. a year since we've had a team release. Yeah, it's fucking irritating because mm. I've also got my Underworlds team, which is half done, mm-hmm. which is my current 11s league team, which is still very much half done. Um, I have my Amazons, which is probably my next team sitting yep. here. I have the Grebo Slan team that I assembled not that long ago with plans to take them to a tournament that I'm not going to, or if I am going to, I don't know when it is. Um, so they're currently sitting assembled and not done. Look, there's other things, but that's probably not important for Blood Bowl. There is also at least one other bust I have started and put down in that cozy. I, I started and a while ago and I haven't continued with. She's looking at me, judging me. I've spent a significant amount of time. Yeah, well, fair. I've also spent a significant amount of time. So there was, throw the dice, announced a Warhammer 6th edition day and a couple of my friends unrelated got a little bit excited about the game at the same time and I pulled an old project I had sitting in the cupboard out and have done a bunch more work on my uh, corn allied orcs. Um, So they are also currently sitting on the desk around me and there are boxes of sprues and things amongst my feet. Like, (laughs) no, there is, there are boxes around me at the moment. I can hardly move. Um, So I've been doing some work on them. So they're also sitting out there and then fuck knows what else. Like if we do a quick, quick scan of the desk, there is some burrows and badges there is a kill team force. There is uh, some Warmaster. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't then, want to look around too much too because, yeah, I, I'm the same. I've got those Alice models. I've got Gwenpool, Squirrel Girl, Domino, Boba Fett, Darth Vader. There's yeah. an, my Skaven Underworlds team. There's the Lizardman team. There's the uh, Undead team. Necro team, there's a lot of things that I would like. Yeah. Mm. Even even just like little things, like the piece I did um, recently at the, the painting class I attended, I just need to get like a plinth for or something to stick onto. Mm-hmm. And so she's sitting there waiting for something to stick onto. Um, like there's so many little things. And then there's the pieces like Alice that are sitting in the cupboard going, you're not ready. You can't paint me yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not want to touch Alice just yet. I, like that cat is just insanely cool and I need to be able to blend before I even attempt that. Yes, I know. <laughs> you and your giant head. Giant cat head. Um, so, yeah, no, there is there is just far too much literally judging me. It's, oh, I started rebasing stuff for King's War not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is still partially done. There's just a stack of bases sitting here. Um, and I realized there's a couple of pieces there. I said, I paid for someone else that I haven't done. And that was a while ago. Ugh. So there's a bit. Yeah, there's lots. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's been half of the problem is I actually just need to clean up and pull out one project at a time. So I'm not surrounded by judgment. Yep. That's fair. Uh, in a similar vein, what hobby idea is intimidating you, but you really want to give it a go? I mean, you've pretty much tried everything, haven't you? I mean, oh, in hobby. Um, I, there, there's, I don't know if it's 
ideas. I mean, I've got a couple of pieces that I'm mildly shitting myself about. So Kings of War, if we go back to that really quickly, I have a plan of doing way too much resin pouring in that project um, that I haven't really done on mass before and I have no idea how to actually manage it in in multiple pieces with you know bases that size um but i think the biggest thing for me is a just getting shit done and then b there's a few pieces that i'm just i've got because i really want to paint and they're Mm -hmm. terrifying so cozy as i said I, i started doing base coats on and now she's looking at me um there's a Wizard of Oz piece I've got sitting in the Ooh, cupboard, okay. where it's it's gorgeous and it's got the you know the actual lion and um, the the Tin Man kind of swinging an axe and whatnot, the the whole little dioramary thing that is gorgeous and I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a few of those, um, so I just need to get to them. But otherwise, it's just get shit done. Yep. That's fair. I mean, you know, for me, that Alice set is the most intimidating one. Uh, but also, I'd like to try um, OSL mm-hmm. and and try and do that. I was thinking, actually, as we were talking about it, maybe maybe a small Blood Bowl team or Underworlds team or something, try and do, like, some, maybe some lava bases mm-hmm. and then OSL from the bottom so that they're dark at the top. I don't mm-hmm. know. I reckon that could be quite cool and, and could be a decent first attempt i don't know yeah anyway yeah it's just an idea i had off the top of my head as we're speaking yeah i reckon there's, there's probably also a piece there where i've done a lot of like non-metallic metal as an idea but i've mm-hmm. done a lot of it passes as non-metallic metal it doesn't pass as like it doesn't read as metallic it passes as non-metallic metal paint scheme mm-hmm. i suppose um and the more you kind of dig into some of the really good artists, the actual technique isn't the issue. It's just knowing where to put things. Okay. Um, which is the hard bit. And I think so there's that. And two, um, or actually three things. Um, two is micro texture so i've seen a couple of amazing pieces recently and over the last sort of 12 months where they've done things like they've painted on sweat beads okay and that was something like that or they've done um the one that blew my mind is some overly talented jerk did a knitted jumper Mm -hmm. on just a flat surface and it reads as a knitted jumper. Um, so I think, you know, I've seen a few artists really focus on kind of those micro textures and getting that right. Um, and then the third one is actually kind of more an impressionistic piece around sketching and just, you know, unusual colours and, and using... So, I mean, going going on the other end of the spectrum, not making things really tight and, and precise and perfect and actually just going for overall effect over which is, again, it's more concept than technique, and I think that's the hardest part. Okay. I think that's that's all pretty fair. Excuse me. Um, all right, moving on. Alien or Predator? Predator. 
they actually have personality. Yep. No, that's fair. I, I, w- I would say both, but just do it better. <laughs> uh, especially if you're putting both of them together, do it better. Yeah, I think I think my whole issue with Alien as a concept is the fact that it is it seems like mindless monster from space. Like, uh, and it's completely ripped off from the Gene Stealers in Forty K. Absolutely, like, it's again original idea, but like I, I just want a little bit more. I, I need I need a reason to like the bad guys. Yep, and I feel gotcha. like you get that in Predator. Mm-hmm. Is there a comic book slash comic storyline you want to see on the big screen that hasn't been done or done well before? This is your question. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Uh, saga. Saga is my go-to. So it is basically Romeo and Juliet in space. <laughs> Kind sure. of, kind yep. of. Uh, it's 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 an interesting story. It's basically there's this planet and its moon, and for years and years and years, the residents of the planet and I will. I'm going to have to guess which one's which, because I always forget. Um, there's people who have wings, mm-hmm. and then there's people who can do magic. One of them lives on the moon, one of them lives on the planet, and they're constantly at war. And they've worked out that if one of them wins, it's going to end up in the destruction of either the planet or the moon, which will completely destroy the other one. So they've outsourced this war, and so the war's like reaching out into space with all sorts of different people getting involved. And a guard from the winged race she is looking out out for after a prisoner from the magic race and they fall in love over their you know combined love of a really stupid romantic author and fall in love and have a kid and escape and they're basically on the run it's that it's kind of it in a nutshell but it's their story and it's just beautifully done it's it's a wonderful wonderful story and that would take some doing, but I reckon mm-hmm. it would be amazing. I think it's always really hard to do a story when nothing is grounded in reality. So mm-hmm. we're talking space, we're talking, you know, just normalizing the concept of a race with wings is tricky. Yep. You know, it, it, there's a like lot there's, of There's stuff. no humans in this story. Yeah. Not and really, it's, yeah. And I feel like that's always hard to sell on the big screen because it's hard. I feel like any kind of written medium immediately suspends disbelief better mm-hmm. than a visual one. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, Saga is probably one of those things that you'd have to at least start off animated. Um. Otherwise, I mean, there's been there's been some really good attempts at some really good comic series recently. So mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth, for example, mm-hmm. is I haven't watched season two yet, but season one was fantastic. Um, on the other side of that, Why the Last Man? They did a series of that, which only it got canned after the first series. 
season and I think I only watched one or two episodes and it didn't grab me because the comic's fantastic. Um, I don't, I'd like to see Dark Knight Metal. Mm-hmm. So Batman Who Laughs, all the, the weird, crazy, evil Batman. I'd like to see that. That would be cool. And part of me wants to see Crossed, which is zombie apocalypse, but not zombies, and up a couple of levels. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this question a little bit to the left, but the other thing I think would be crazy to see in a live-action form is basically anything by Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I, I, it's ridiculous. And it's kind of this, how do you do a high fantasy Monty Python thing and sell it? I don't know. Yep. Uh, I mean, you're branching out as well. The I've recently reread the, the Rift War saga. Mm-hmm. So uh, Raymond Feist and the magician Silverthorne, Darkness at Sethanon, because there is a TV show of that coming out. I'm itching to see if they can do it right. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know when it'll happen. Sandman series season two is not coming for a while because of the writer's strike. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see what eventually gets to us. Yeah. On the whole, I mean, Game of Thrones is a concept, right? Mm-hmm. If they could go back and find a series that was finished and give it the <laughs> Game of Thrones treatment. Yeah, let's do that. So we don't have to race. Like I feel like, yep. Pick pick pretty much anything and give it that treatment, but work with a, a, a base. Yeah. Have an ending. Yeah. All right. Dream Lego set. I mean, is it, fuck. Is this one more director that makes is it? it it is, but are, are we dealing with reality or like, are we, as in existing Lego sets? Whatever. Or, or are we just doing Either it's fine. I would like this in Lego form. Um, fuck. I would like. That would be interesting in Lego form. I, it, I mean, it, yeah, but edges. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's tricky. No, I, I would actually, I would really like. The stage in Spinal Tap with Stonehenge. <laughs> okay. Yep. Fair. For me, like the ATAT or the Millennium Falcon, the big ones, the expensive Lego sets mm-hmm. that they've done, they are a dream that is not going to get realized, but they are a dream for sure. The other one that I just noticed it the other day, they've done like a working lighthouse, mm-hmm. which looks amazing. You know, with the light up brick and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's always Lego. It's whether there's space for Lego. That's the question. This is the problem because these are things, again, you do and then you need to display. Yes, because <laughs> you can't just pack it up and put it away. Yeah. Can you just put the millennium work. just just the Millennium Falcon's taking up a little bit of space? Uh, can yeah. you just put that back in the box? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Um, shall we take a bit of a break and then we'll come back and ask some more questions? Let's do that. 
so After that brief intermission, we have returned. And we are back with more questions. So, if you... I'm assuming it's meaning you, Jace. Jace, so, Jace, if you were travelling in a spaceship at the speed of light, Mm -hmm. and you turned on the headlights, is it brighter in front of you? Where this gets tricky, what if we're travelling backwards... Okay, and you turn on the headlights, it would be definitely brighter in front of you. Would it be? But you're going backwards. Yeah. I'm just going to say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you turned on the headlights and you're traveling faster than the speed of light. If you're traveling faster, it would not get. If you're traveling at, it would just be, yeah, there would just be like a, a... a wall of light and then nothing in, but it would still be brighter in front. Yes. You would need to go faster, but also I think we just put it in reverse and really confuse everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And are you putting the headlights on or are you putting the reverse lights on? The headlights are on, but we're backwards. So it means they're behind us, but that's actually the front. It's still the front, even though we're not heading that way. I don't know. Then it's definitely brighter in front of us, <laughs> even though in front of us is actually behind. Anyhow. Anywhere that we're not is probably brighter. Let's put it that way. <laughs> What's there the best? Is, there is the answer. As there long as we're not talking about actual illumination, we're talking about <laughs> relative intelligence, then yep. oh, that's the, what emptiness, I was the emptiness of space is definitely brighter. Um, <laughs> So what's the best tasting paint? I have strong opinions that the scale 75 scale color artist range is the best tasting hobby paint. The only downside is occasionally they use actual pigments that I don't think you're supposed to eat, but it's still whatever they put in it is delicious. All right. That's fair. I'm just going to say blood for the blood god. <laughs> That's uh, not even a paint, though. That's just... <laughs> it's a paint. It's a, I use it on everything. What's the worst pa- tasting paint? Ooh, there's a couple of a couple of real contenders. There's a few mm. of the contrasts that are not good. Um, there's a few of the the washes or the shades, whatever they're called, that are not, are not good at all. Um, I don't like many of the contrasts. I don't think contrast at all, like in general, uh, is a 
good tasting paint. No, it, it's not a no. Um, what else don't I like the taste of? I mean, there's the obvious ones: the the Vallejo metal color that actually contains metal pigment. Don't don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a taste thing. That's more of a public safety thing. Um, none of the oils. None of them taste good. <laughs> Again, probably don't eat those. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't tried any of like the texture paints. I haven't tried eating those. No, I've managed like, to avoid the crackle those. ones. Yeah, no, I've managed to avoid those. Um, Chimera aren't good. They're not great. But no, I think contrast. I think that any of those kind of speed painty contrast paint ranges are, are generally pretty bad. All right, got me there. What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Again, pretty sure we answered this last episode. I'm I'm relatively sure we did, and I'm still not sure whether they've qualified that whether it's African or European. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Mary, kill, Nurgle, bloater, renegade, troll, halfling, hefty. Wait, hang on. Nurgle, bloater. Yep. Halfling, renegade. hefty. Renegade Troll. Renegade Troll. Is that the vomiting one? I mean, they're all vomiting ones. Okay, cool. I had... So, I feel like you want to to marry the hefty, right? In that Mm -hmm. you have a lifetime of delicious meals ahead of you. Okay. That's that's just a thing. Um, I, I feel like the halfling race is a race that's that's aimed to please. They're hospitable. They're lovely to be around. So if you're going to choose any one of those three for life, it's the halfling. Which leaves the unfortunate <laughs> scenario. <laughs> I mean... You're less likely to catch something from a troll. No, wait. This this depends. Giving or receiving. Wasn't qualified. It wasn't, okay, good. Yeah. Specified. Look, as long as I get to be the big spoon, um, I think it's the troll. I mean, it might be a little bit of a hot dog in a hallway situation, but you're less likely to to come away with something. Just more, more cushion for the pushing. I mean, that's. I mean, a bloater's probably relatively cushionous. Um, I th- I think it'd be interesting to fuck the bloater. I mean, I mean <laughs> like there's 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 not just one hole. Uh, you don't have to. You don't even have to go for a hole. Like you make your own Swiss cheese. That I'm gonna. I mean, I would. I would go. <laughs> Yes, marry the troll, kill the halfling. Because I figured the halfling is easier to kill. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I mean, there's no regeneration to deal with. There's no. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tell us some of your favorite Blood Bowl playing stories. Oof. Any. I mean- Name a game? Yeah. I, 
Blood Bowl is one of those games where the most ridiculous things make for the most fun things, right? I will, for anyone who missed it, there was a moment the other night, even. So this is not even with me going back to things like um, old 11 seasons finals and me thinking I was perfectly safe stalling for a turn. <laughs> For a dark, the dark elf, elf that jumped do, in, <laughs> a renegade dark elf that did so many things that should never have been possible, <laughs> and that's when I learned not to stall. No, no. But speaking of embracing the spirit of the game, and when things work, like I, me playing Alice the other day. I was on my turn eight, so there's mm-hmm. one one chance to score, and I had played the the throne goblin card, mm-hmm. right? The goblin didn't scatter far enough. I could not make it to the end zone with said goblin after the throw the handoff to the goblin worked, so the pickup worked, the handoff to the goblin worked, the troll throw worked, the goblin stuck the landing in a tackle zone, dodged out, picked up a ball in another tackle zone, dodged out, and then realized that I couldn't make the end zone. <laughs> Alice in true blood bowl form went, but you could go for it. And I said, Yeah, but I've only got two go for it, so I'm three squares away. She goes, Yeah, go for it. And so I did. And I made the go for it. And then I made the second go for it. And then she proceeded to blitz the goblin. Yeah. Got a pow and a push and chose the push. <laughs> That's a very Alice move. It's such an Alice move. It was... It, it, it was ridiculous and it didn't actually change the, the end result of the game. But, I mean, it, it was just one of those moments that was everything. I think that that's the thing I love about Blood Bowl is I couldn't make that touchdown, which is exactly why every single thing that led up until then I managed to roll and I managed mm-hmm. to pass because if I could have made that yeah. touchdown, there was not a chance in hell. The troll would have eaten a goblin and we would have been all over. A second go for it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Look, I've I've told my story about my rot spawn before, how I was teaching Mal how to play Blood Bowl and it's like his first game and he said, okay, well, I'm going to hit this rot spawn with my dwarf. I'm like, well, you could do that, but it's a two dice uphill block. But if you just move this guy and move this guy and, you know, you can get it down to one dice, maybe even two. He's like, nah, I've said it, I'll do it. Proceeded to roll a dice, got double pow, knocked the blo- the rot spawn down, and then proceeded to kill him. And I, it, I love that moment. It is a new, such a new player thing for that to happen to. Like, yes. if you had have played a handful of games before that, never, never mm-hmm. in hell are you are you rolling that dice. The other one, on a very similar note. Uh, a good friend of mine who's played a lot of Blood Bowl, um, playing in a, the very first league that we'd played in like forever. It had been 10 years between leagues kind of deal. And, we, mm-hmm. and he took a Chaos team and he took the Minotaur. And this is previous edition Blood Bowl. Yep. And the very first game, he puts the Minotaur on the line of scrimmage 
and we do the whole thing. We roll the kickoff result, and it's a thrown rock. And he loses the roll, and then it randomizes to the Minotaur, and the rock kills the Minotaur. Before game one of the league had started. Yep. It's it's almost guaranteed, isn't it? Oh, it's just... Yeah. So it's it's A, when things go wrong, and then B, when things that should never go right, go right. Yes. Um, totally agree. And we'll just the, name every elf team. Look, I, I still remember, like, you know, first league we did, the grand final against elves, mm-hmm. went into overtime As because uh, he had two elves left on the pitch. One was down my end, one was down his end where the ball was near. Um, proceeded to pick up the ball with his elf, throw the ball to the other elf who was within scoring range. And I had just thrown three guys with disturbing presence close to him. So negative three to the roll. He needed a five five to catch it and got a four. And we went into overtime. I won the kickoff. And he put, he now had five, four elves. So he had to put three on the line of scrimmage. He put them all together. I stuck the rot spawn right next to them with tentacles and then just had to deal with one elf before. They all stayed, yeah. Yes, they didn't move. Um, but, yeah, going back to, to our, our one that we, you know, where you were stalling, had a similar incident way back when in the Melbourne Blood Bowl League. And a lot of guys, those guys are playing seriously. They're, mm-hmm. they're playing to win. I was one nil down. I was playing orcs because you know, get, just getting back into it. Uh, I was playing against corn. A blood letter with the ball decided to stall. I blitzed, managed to push him out of the off the field. The ball scattered in and scattered in between, like two of his guys. I ran an orc thrower in picked up the ball in two tackle zones, dodged out, threw the ball, caught the ball, scored to draw the game, and he just looked at me and it was like, none of those dice rolls should have worked. I think the throw, I think the catcher was, well, it wasn't a catcher because it was an orc team, but the guy that caught the ball I think was standing next to somebody as well. Yeah. So it was like, you know, this needs five plus, five plus, six plus, something like that, and everything came up roses. So it's, yeah, it's those ones where nothing should work, but all of it does. Or something goes horribly wrong. You're quite right. So it's man. just any, any game of blood bowl can have that. And that's the great thing about this game. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your other gaming experiences, experience anecdotes? <sighs> If we're talking in-game experiences, I mean, I feel like I I am one of those people that learn things in-game much better than I learn things out of game. Mm-hmm. So for a, a long time back in my old sort of Warhammer Fantasy and even my Malifaux days where we're talking about things like battle reports on Wargamer AU and things like that, all of my reports would be blah, 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 blah. This happened and this is if yeah. And then after the game, I realized X, Y, and Z and it completely <laughs> changes what's going on. So there's there's a lot of that going on, I suppose. The ones I, I fall back on are my first ever Warhammer Fantasy tournament, my first ever tournament for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I went in with an army that I was painting in the hotel room the night before um, still because I was determined to get it all done. Um, I lost every single game. I lost every single game of the next tournament I went to. I think I won one game of the following tournament Mm -hmm. I went to. Um, So, you know, if we're talking six-game tournaments because that's what we did, you know, that's one out of 18. That's Um, pretty good. That was uh, But that that day I met some people that I'd never met before and we ended up back at someone's hotel room and we played, someone had brought their bloody Nintendo and we were playing Super Smash Brothers at 1am, drunk as skunks. Um, yeah, and that was kind of my introduction to tournament gaming and from then there was a, a fairly large group of us that attended regularly and would book accommodation together and they are some of the messiest weekends I've ever <laughs> been to. The The other one is, is we used to host a, um, a, a Warhammer Fantasy tournament in Geelong. Um, and I used to evict my wife, who was not my wife at the time, um, but I used to evict her from the house we were living in because I would invite the tournament back. And this is, you know, 50, 80 player tournament. Come back we'll get some beers and some dinner and some pizza and we'll just play games and we'll do stupid shit and crash if you want. I don't care. And oh my God, the messiest nights. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, we invented the game of beer ball. Um, I should introduce someone to that, but it, it basically is a terrifying game that involved d- dice and effectively the, the basketball game or the, 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 the game of like around the world or donkey Mm-hmm. We have to shoot the ball from each of the, yep. the points on the board. So we made a board for this, right? And then the whole idea was um, to get the, the first one, you had to roll a two plus and then you go to the next spot and you have to roll a three plus and blah, 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 and all the way around the board. And then you get to seven. So you've got to roll two dice and you've got to get, you know, whatever. Um, if you make the shot, you make someone else drink. And if you miss mm-hmm. the shot, you drink. Okay. And that ended up with me nearly dying on multiple occasions. There was, there was, uh, look, we got expanded rules at one point. There was an expansion we designed um, that involved a miscast table. Um, and then, so if you roll double ones, bad yep. things happened. And then we brought in the miscaster, which was like a shot dispenser, but it was mm-hmm. like it had multiple bottles and you could spun it. And whatever yep. it landed on is what you took a shot of, and we filled it with horrible things. Um, you know, and then there were the horns of immunity, um, so they couldn't make you drink if you won the horns of immunity. And then there was the coat hanger of shame because that was the only thing we could find in the hotel room. And if you had to wear the hotel ca- the coat hanger of shame, which you had to wear on your head, um, you doubled any of the drinks that you had. So yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. These were the kind of weekends that we had playing games. So there was this in-game stuff that was great. Things happened. And then there was the actual tournament that happened between evenings. Oh, my God. Whether you remember any of the tournament or not. I remember the time that somebody threw up everywhere. Oh, the hotel room. Mm Mm-hmm. So not There's, at the tournament. So not at the tournament. At the hotel room after we've all gone to bed, woke up, threw up all over the whatever they were sleeping on, and then proceeded to throw up on the way to the bathroom and then threw mm. up in the bathroom and then eventually threw up in the toilet. And then 
panicked in their still very drunk state. Um, so got the towels from the bathroom, all of them, mm. and proceeded to clean or attempt to clean and then didn't know what to do and so tried to flush them. The towels? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and then went back to bed. And somebody the next morning woke up before me, thankfully, and <laughs> tried to go to the bathroom oh, and God. then had to fish. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, you know, there were these, there were these moments, um, but you know, young and stupid and I, I would literally die if I tried that now. All right. I don't think I've done many tournaments in my life, so I don't have any of those stories. I it's did. probably for the best. Probably. I did do a couple of like trading card game tournaments. Uh, so I did, um, fly over to Adelaide for the World Championship of the Raw Deal uh, CCG, which was a wrestling one. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun over there, made some friends. Uh, that was a, a fun but also vol- volatile crowd that, you know, some of them were not overly fond of losing. I did play the, the Warhammer 40K card game for a mm-hmm. long time and until they changed it to the Horus Heresy card game because that was one of those games where every deck was broken. It was just who broke first. Yep. Right. Uh, but I had built this this Chaos deck because Chaos, right? Mm-hmm. But I had built it and built it well. And I think after three tournaments where I hadn't lost a game, they gave me the trophy and said, hey, do you mind playing something else next time? I'm like, yeah, no worries. Took a tier in a deck the next tournament and didn't lose a game then either. But um, so card game tournaments, I've done a few, but miniatures tournaments, I haven't done many. I like, I've, you know, now that we've been doing TCG and stuff, I've hosted more tournaments than I've been to. Um, but I mean, something that does stick out in my mind too is is way back when, when I was, you know, 13, 14, living in England, living close to GW when all these games were coming out. Um, you know, we used to play Blood Bowl at lunchtime at school, not with the board and the miniatures, but with a football and us mm-hmm. running at each other as fast as possible. Um, but we also tried everything. We tried all of the games. We had various little bit, little miniatures for each thing. And when we played games of Epic... Mm-hmm. There was always a squat. I, I think I've still got the model. There was this tiny little squat who would just wander across the battlefield no matter what was going on. And like he would be on top of a building and like, he was just always there. I think his name was Fred from memory. Appropriate. Yep. Yep. Anyway, as tournament organizers, what flavor slash brand deodorant do you keep on hand just in case? Um, I mean, it shouldn't be up to us. No, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Absolutely is. Let's be honest. And any good tournament organizer will tell you that it is worth just bringing an extra can. Um, and look, I I fully recommend literally anything better than nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if all you can find is more teen, that will do. Um, uh, but you know, Rexona do a lot of you know sporting type things and extra strength and 
So that's always a, a go-to. Look, anything with, you know, XXX strength yeah. on, on the can, you know, super active. It, it seems contradictory, <laughs> but appropriate. We want active where active is not. Yep. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, or cool. Old Spice, because Old Spice is always good. Yeah, I mean, I've always got Lynx Africa just in case. That's just a stock standard. Classic. Yeah. Yep. Which rule from previous Blood Bowl editions would you like to see make a comeback? Throw a rock. <laughs> just the kickoff this, event. Does throw a rock not exist anymore? No, it doesn't. Um, because now, yeah. So now it's the there's a there's a ref one where the ref you one. can okay. you yeah. can be stunned or you or get you sent can... off for the game, but you don't die. Gotcha. Um, All right. I feel I like they've done a number it. of things in this game that just lessen the effect. It keeps the same flavor without mm-hmm. some of the brutality. Um, and frankly, I'm all for the brutality. So sign me the hell up. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm okay. I, I enjoy this edition. I enjoy all the new things they've added. Um. You know, all the things like passing and stuff like that, passing stats. Um, I honestly can't remember the old editions, but I, what I would like is more Mega Bowl. Four-player Blood Bowl. Uh, yes. Yep. It was so easy to do with the old second edition polystyrene boards. Now we need to make up a board especially. Yeah. Um. I will say things that they introduced in the latest edition that I do really like is the no limit to one re-roller turn. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that concept of making it a resource that you have to manage, not one that is managed for you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that I was, I didn't like the sound of it when I first heard about it, but in practice, it's a much better way of doing it. It's great. Yeah, you're still limited. You can't re-roll and re-roll, so it's not like you're wasting six re-rolls no, just to... And then you have that moment where you're like, this is really important, and you've burnt three re-rolls in a turn, and you don't have any left, and then mm-hmm. you're just like, well, now sucks to be you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think my only issue with the current state, as much as I like the progression system, it's bloody confusing. Yep. There's um, you know, the whole random the skills whole, and yeah. versus, yeah. Yeah, I just think it, it makes it more confusing about who can get what when. I like the skill trees now. I like most of it, but it's just that's the bit that confuses me the most. Yeah. Which rules are you glad to see the back of? I mean, not throw a rock. Um, <laughs> sign me up for that one. I, now that I've played it, as I said, the the reroll restriction, I'm glad mm-hmm. to see the back of. Yep. Um, claw a mighty blow. Claw mighty blow. Power power uh, piling on. Yep. That combo, I'm glad to see the end of that. As much as I used to use it and abuse it, except for the piling on bit, I never really got into that. Um, that was constant, and it was everyone did it. Yeah, I did it, was it. Just, but absolutely. it was just yeah, you but knew just, it was coming. Yeah, so yeah, the fact that you can't stack Clara Mighty Blow now, I think, was a huge shift in the right direction. Um, 
because I also think the shift to a passing stat balances out that because they, they say, all right, well, that then shifts the weight of favor to the edge teams, but the edge teams only have one passer now. Yep. So, yeah, it, it, it kind of keeps it in check. Um, what else? Way back in second ed, pretty much everybody had animosity to everybody else. I'm already sick of animosity only because yeah. I can never remember it. So, but that was a thing for for everyone. So I'm glad that's gone. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, there was an old stat, whether it was first edition or second edition, a cool stat, and I can't remember what that was used for. It was like doing things under pressure or something. No, 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 I'm pretty. I'm yeah, I'm pretty happy with the state of things as as they are. Yeah, even if I still need the the throw teammate flowchart. Yes, I need that. I, I need the bloody passing template because I haven't been passing in my life. And now that I've done it a few times, I still need to work out exactly what's uh, going yeah. on. Yeah, that, that whole you modify the dice roll thing confuses me every single time. I get there, but anyway. Are yep. dwarves OP? No, they're just boring. That was exactly my answer. <laughs> they're not OP. They're just dull. It just doesn't make for a fun game. I, yeah, I've I've played dwarves and I've played against dwarves, and both all both sides of the coin are just it's the same game over and over again, mm-hmm. and it's just a bit dull. All right, which Middle Earth creature type would you be? In brackets, there are quizzes to find out. I'm an ant. I mean, are we supposed to have done the quiz or are doing the quiz? I don't know. I think for you, it's probably. What would you be based on your personality? I did the quiz and I'm apparently a hobbit. I don't agree with it, but whatever. Are you Uh, doing the quiz now? I'm absolutely doing the quiz now. Which Middle Earth race are you? Sure. Let's do this. All right. Uh, (laughs) Live. Your friend is in a real tight pinch. How do you help him out? I'd negotiate. I'd be there with him. He got into his mouth, so his problem... Uh, I would, look, let's go negotiate. What's for dinner? Burger and fries. <laughs> You're a few dollars short of the new thing you want. How do you get the money? Uh, borrow from, ask my family. I'm going to say borrow from a friend, which is really steal from my other account. <laughs> I'm not supposed to touch. Um, what clothes do you like to wear? Uh, can I just say birthday suit? <laughs> War is coming. How do you? How many questions does this have? This is too much. That's the same one I did, and it's not uh, very many. Oh, good. Um, how do I respond to War coming? Um, Roll over and go to sleep. Strategize. Perhaps we can avoid. No. Uh, I prepare by gathering able fires and keeping the weak safe. Sure, well, that'll do. Um, and by safe, I mean actually creating Operation Human Shield. Um, time to throw a party. Why are we celebrating? Oh, do we have to like people? No. Um, look, let's let's just no. No is an option. Good. What do you like to do in your free time? Uh, free sit around. Time. I don't know. Maybe do something. I could just take a nap though. <laughs> Great. Ooh, calculating results. I'm an orc. Cool. All right, we've got an orc and a hobbit and an ant in the Discord. 
Would you fight with an axe, a sword, a bow and arrow, or something else? I mean, none of those options are as cool as nunchucks. <laughs> well, there you go. That's an answer. I've always wanted to fight, uh, to know how to use a sword. I'd love to be able to swing your swords properly. Or, or a lightsaber. It's kind of the same thing. Which is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Look, I also feel like a, any kind of long weapon, like a spear is an underrated weapon. Mm-hmm. People get very, you know, axe, sword and things like that. But I want to stand over there and still stab you. <laughs> Fair. Who is your fashion inspiration? Um, that implies a level of inspiredness that is <laughs> not necessarily the case. It also implies a level of fashion, doesn't it? I mean, they didn't say good fashion, but I mean, shit. You know, actually, you know that bit in Zoolander when they're doing the catwalk and it's mm-hmm. like, the, here's the new season of Derelict. Derelict. <laughs> yes, done. Uh, Brett. I suppose this one's for me. May I okay. please braid bells and charms into your beard? Sure. I've had, I used to, I think this question comes from a conversation that we had, but uh, when I was younger and actually had hair and had long hair, uh, had it braided and with bells in it. And my God, that was a good way to meet chicks. Anyway, if you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, Where? Canada. Sure. I mean, firstly, it's going to be going into summer, so it's going to be nice weather. Two, possibly the friendliest people on the face of the planet. Third, French cuisine. Yep. That's fair. I'd like to go to Egypt. I've always wanted to go to Egypt for the experience, but to relax, I think somewhere like the Maldives. Also good. Just, you know, anywhere, basically anywhere where a beach. uh, So our honeymoon was on a Fijian island where there were no children allowed. Mm -hmm. Literally anywhere that fits that description is fine by me. (laughs) Somewhere with a beach and a pool and a bar in the pool. That's what I want. And no children allowed. And no children. (laughs) If you could time travel, when would you go to? I feel like there was a whole sort of 60s, 70s musical renaissance that I would have liked to experience. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sign me up for, for Woodstocks and and yeah. things. Like, I, I want to have seen the Beatles. That would have been bullshit crazy. Um, so I feel like there's kind of a there's a period in there with you know, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff then. All right. I I think I'd want to go to the future because I think there's so much that we don't know and that we have no idea about. And we're, you know, we've come so far since, you know, the Middle Ages or whatever, but we're still very dumb. I, I, yes, but you assume that society has evolved in the future. Well, that's the thing. Is, like, is it- you could just end there and it's just nothing. Well, I figured, I thought of that and I thought that was probably a very viable scenario. In which case, whatever. Um, I just find a beach and there's no kids. (laughs) (laughs) You could also end up in, um, I don't know if you've seen Idiocracy. I don't know if I've seen it. It's a film and I can't find it on any streaming platforms these days, but it was done by the guys who wrote 
Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the premise is some guy gets volunteers for like a cryogenic experiment and gets left and forgotten and wakes up like hundreds of years later. And the basic premise is, you know, that smart people are very smart and are very busy and dumb people tend to breed a lot more. I mean, that's like normal life. Yes. So hundreds of years later, there's not many smart people left. He wakes up the smartest man on the world. Well, that's terrifying. The, yeah. Just so death it, by breaking. Yeah, it could be something like that. All right. Yeah, no, I'm staying in the past. <laughs> How are you? It's a very yeah. loaded question. Oof. I mean, which begs the question, what and why am I? Um, I mean, I I am because I think I am. Is that is that how I am? Um, I'm just going to say, eh. It's it's been an interesting time. It's you know part of, part of the reason why the podcasts have been a bit fewer and far between. I've said this before. That's fine. Um, and if people need to chat, if anything's going on that people are having struggling with, by all means, reach out. Um, but there are there are things that have been going on in my life, but you know, at the same time, there are far more important things going on in other people's lives, and, and you know, thoughts are with them. Mm-hmm. What's a game you've been waiting to play with your kids? I mean, I am living in a world where I'm like, how do you introduce some kind of tabletop? Like, how does that start? I don't know. Um, yeah, even even something like the kids go bonkers over the Marvel United stuff. Mm-hmm. Just they don't understand the game, the card. They don't care. They just yeah. want to look at the little things and kind of play with them, like action figures. They're like, when when do we? How do we get mm-hmm. next step? I always thought, like, I think Funkoverse, the, the Funko game, mm-hmm. is actually a good intro to the style of, of wargaming. Um, yeah, I pretty much had Funkoverse, Blood Bowl, Marvel yep. United on my list. So, Look, I, and if I think way back when, before I knew about war games, like mm-hmm. I've got really fond memories of playing things like even Othello as a really mm-hmm. simple concept. I loved a, Othello. It was a great I played so much of that. Um, and then the other one was a cold bloody mastermind or something where it was, yep. you had to get the... The colours, the four. Sequ- yeah, the yep. pegs. Like stuff like that. I played so much of that as a kid. And I'm really hoping that, you know, kids are going to be interested enough to, to want to do that kind of stuff when they get a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Forest, beach or city? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. In that all of the above um, have things I like in that convenience is the way that I choose to live my life. So when we say forest, like I am zero interest in, you know, wiping with a leaf, shitting in a hole kind of forest. Like as long as that forest has an ensuite, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, same for beach. 
I, I want a bar. I want mojitos. I want no kids allowed. Um, <laughs> and then the city actually has stuff to do, which is also fun. And, you know, places to find amazing food. Um, there's no bad. Well, I know there's aspects to each of them. City, you're right. It has lots of things to do. It also has lots of people. I know they suck, but as long as it's a city I'm not familiar with, and I don't, I don't know them. Like the problem with being in a local city is you run into people who you have to make small talk with. No, not interested. Give me a city where I don't speak the fucking language. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of where I'm at. I know. The older I get, the less I like people. And you know, the last time I went into Melbourne when my friend was here from the states. I got very angry with those roads. Oh, yeah, don't drive. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, beach, for me, beach for relaxation, I don't know, maybe give me like a little cabin in the forest to retire in, <laughs> but still with an ensuite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, take away close enough that I don't have to cook every day. And yes. <laughs> like, I'm not hunting or gathering. <laughs> I want Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> in the forest. It can be done. What nerdy name did you secretly want to name your kids? Uh, I mean, how is it secret? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, we all we all wish for Megatron. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> um, from Family Guy. That was a long name, wasn't it? Yeah. Meg, Meg was, was short for Megatron. Meg, for Megan. Who's Megan? No, <laughs> not at all. Um, no, I think I, think I was relatively... We spent forever on boys' names. Girls' names, I had a list. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing with girls' names. I had you know a number that I was happy with. Um, boys' names was tricky. And even when we landed on, so we landed on Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, a possibly post-birth discussion around whether it was appropriate to shorten a name to something that the name didn't start with. So could we go Finn instead of Griff? Okay. Yep. No, of which question. I make my own rules. And yes, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. That's the thing. I mean, you can basically call them what you want and eventually they'll be old enough to say no. I don't like that. We're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's actually fascinating now that they've worked out that since birth, we have called them by abbreviated, shortened names. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Charlie's now old enough that she's like, she understands that she has what she refers to as her fancy name. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. Yeah, look, you know, with with my kids, I was I was keen on Khaleesi for Caitlin for I'm a sorry. while. I'm sorry, feel us. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I, I was keen, but... At the same time, you know, however the, the show ended, I still liked the name. Um, it's a title. But I was also, no, I liked it as a name. Yeah, I know. But um, I was I was fine to lose that. Um, that was fine. Caitlin was something. She, Her name came from a work colleague of mine that, you know, I met. She was a nice enough girl, but I loved the name. So I stole her name. Uh, I mean, Lucas can mm-hmm. be shortened to Lukey, is which is what he wants at the moment. 
Uh, it can also be short for Luke. Mm-hmm. So I got my Star Wars reference in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for quite some time, he was almost going to be called Caius. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's nerdy. I know there's a evil deity in D&D called Caius, but it was after the band. That's the way I was going. Yeah, okay. I'm looking out, which counts as a nerdy reference, right? Yeah, exactly. Who will your next guest interviews be? I mean, we're taking suggestions. Always yeah, up I mean, for company. Basically, A, we're up for company, and B, have something interesting to say. Yes. Um, so think of things you would like to talk about on said podcast and pitch it to us. If you have a topic that you want to hear and talk about, we will have you on no questions. Oh, there's um, some questions. No, no, no questions. Okay, there's some questions. There's right. Definitely some questions. Um, we have someone in mind that we'd like to get on, but whether circumstances prevail, that's another question. Uh, which people would you love to interview for the podcast? I mean, literally fucking anyone of consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that there's there's so much going on in the hobby scene across the board, whether we start talking painters, whether we start talking, um, you know, game developers, whether we start talking um, other podcasters and other sort of, you know, content creators. Like there's just so goddamn much. Like how do you even – yes is the answer. <laughs> Um, because frankly, anything's inter- more interesting than listening to us, Apple. Well, absolutely correct. I, I would love to to chat, whether it's on podcast or not, to um, like Jervis Johnson, mm. um, who created Blood Bowl, and or even someone from like Atomic Mass Games. Yep. Like with what they're doing with a number of games at the moment, that would be. I think that'd be really interesting. But like, yeah, literally anyone who's not us. It's a low bar. Yeah. All right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. Absolutely not. Stop (laughs) it. Deep Space Nine or Babylon 5? I mean, can I just not? Yeah, no is the answer to that. Correct. (laughs) I've always been a Star Wars person. Um, When will we hear more about the Smooth My Balls sponsorship? Now, I mean, this when, is a question for you. Because... When they get better products is the moral of the story because <laughs> uh, that sponsorship relies on an endorsement that I am not happy to give. This is a question that's coming from George and it's, it's constantly coming from George. I love it. I love how um, dedicated he is to it. Yeah, he jumped on the stream tonight where I, I did the Patreon giveaway and the Bud Bowl team giveaway. However, yeah. if there are other grooming accessories that are willing to sponsor the show, I am happy to uh, test. But again, you're getting an honest review. Correct. But yeah, no, George jumped on the on the stream and straight away is like, you know, Brad, how the fuck are you? Blah, 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 blah. And then the camera, I, I turned the camera on and both my kids were standing there. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know there'd be kids, <laughs> but he still asked. Then he asked about smooth my balls on the on the. I mean, it's important on the stream. Yeah. After your He-Man adventures, what other childhood cartoons slash shows do you remember fondly? Oh shit! Buckle up. 
<laughs> so, I mean, I feel like I grew up in a renaissance of of early morning TV, right? And and if we could bang and rattle on some, so, I mean, you know, Transformers, classic. Correct. Um, Thundercats, absolutely. Correct. But then we go Silverhawks, we go Brave Star, we go Battle of the Planets, we go Challenge of the Gobots. Um, we we are oh, Gobots. Yeah, the whole Dungeons and Dragons cartoon series that they did. Yes, I have that, that on my list. Glorious, that was, that was amazing. They're doing. Um, they've started putting out action figures, and I'm really, really tempted. But I feel like I should go back and watch it again, just in case. Oh, that's probably a mistake. Probably um, a mistake. Mask. How good was that? Oh, Ulysses thirty one. Mm-hmm. That was that was an underrated series. Um, I could do this literally for days. Um, Voltron, yes. Danger Mouse. Somebody. Oh, I mean Trapdoor. Uh, but I, I think the other thing here is not only was a renaissance of cartoon content specifically, particularly in the demographic I was in, mm-hmm. um, but theme song. Like, yes. when has there been a better time for cartoon theme songs? Never. There's actually, I watched not that long ago, there's a guy on YouTube who's like a jazz musician who does a breakdown of the Transformers theme. Okay. About how it is possibly the most complex piece of music used for a theme song ever because it changes timing, it changes scale, and he literally does the whole musical theory piece of it. And he plays okay. and he's like, this is bonkers. So good. <laughs> it's like the tool equivalent of a theme song. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, to add to this question, which of these shows do you think would lend it themselves to a game? And what style? Skirmish game, co-op board game, army game? I mean, there's kind of a Transformers game already. Yeah. Like Bot Wars, but I reckon... It's it- already a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Yeah. Um, I think if we talk a co-op game and a bit of a problem solving kind of issue um oh, D- what was it? D&D. <laughs> no um centurions okay so centurions the, the whole concept you know if those who people are going who the hell um there were these like dudes and there was a plane guy and an army guy and a sea guy kind of concept but they had these suits that, that the stuff bolted onto and they got you know, special equipment that bolted onto their suits. And I just feel like that there's a real problem-solving aspect that you could do with three people, the air guy, the land guy, and the water guy, and the different equipment you had for which scenario and swapping it around and that kind of stuff. Okay. No, that makes sense. I like I like the way you think. I don't also, know. I just want to play Thundercats. Thundercats. I mean, you can get Thundercats models for Zombicide. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've been somewhat tempted. I'd like to see a good Transformers game. An actual Transformers. Not An like, actual transforming yes. Transformers, yes. Oh, well, yeah. You could have the models, yeah. Robot form, car form. Robot form, tape deck form. Oh, tape deck form. <laughs> God, yes, I need to get my hands on a proper sound wave at some point. Not like this satellite thing that he became in the movies. Stupid movies. Fucking bullshit. Although, I, did I see Rise of the Beasts as a release? That's a thing. Anyway. It's coming. It's coming. All the toys and stuff are coming out already, so I don't know. It is Michael Bay still, isn't it? 
That can't be anyone else. No one's willing to take that on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question. And I feel like this is directed at you. Oh, shit. Which is your favorite My Little Pony? So, this is not a hard question, um, and it's probably going to upset some people. Uh, who are My Little Pony purists, because honestly, I think the the latest generation is superior. Uh, and Izzy Moonbow uh, is Unicorn. Um, and Izzy Moonbow. Izzy Moonbow. Hello. Um, is that a pony or a porn it's, star? It's, yes. Um <laughs> Her little cutie marks, like a crafty kind of thing. It's got like a button with some little pins in it. Anyway, either way, she's the concept is ridiculously optimistic, happy, over the top unicorn who's just like it's kind of like the Peppy Le Pew of, okay. of My Little Ponies. You know what a Peppy Le Pew cartoon? Forget about the molestation, um, and and think more about <laughs> that was the, the whole thing. theme, <laughs> but. The other half of this is you had the cat who was scrambling and struggling and doing all this stuff, and he just kind of pranced through, and everything kind of just worked. Mm-hmm. And everything fell into light. It feels like that. She's a, a little pony, little unicorn that's gone through life, and she's just happy as, and she's just prancing through, and stuff just kind of works, and she goes with it. And I love it. And also, possibly the most banging tune on the movie of all, um, with, you know, lines like, uh, Hang on, he, he says, because for some reason my brain remembers this thing. Like I can do the entire rap from Moana, the Maui bit, and <laughs> not even a problem. Um, but there's a piece in there where they're talking about dressing all the other ponies up mm-hmm. as unicorns so they can sneak through the unicorn town. And she's talking about it being a crafty illusion for a bony protrusion it's not a perfect solution but the world's not big on inclusion and there's things like this and it just <laughs> gives me the giggles <laughs> she's so happy about this thing and she kind of understands that she's not perfect and that's okay anywho that's my story fair and i think that's a good place to leave it we have talked about Paint It Brown. Paint It Brown is still on you do have till the end of june to get your piece Started, finished, and finished pieces. Feel free to. Yep. Yeah. I mean, more than one is okay. I have, I have my Skaven Underworld team that I need to paint up. I can do a bit them brown. Um, but yeah, jump on the Facebook group, jump in the Discord, chat about brown paint with us. But I think that's it for tonight. I will say that. There is also Thoughtless Bowl if just let's just yes. put things out there. Uh, that is in a couple of weeks, but there is a space or two available. So if you want to play some Blood Bowl 7s and have a shockingly good time, definitely hit us up about that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a couple of spots, and, yeah, that's in two weeks' time pretty much. Mm-hmm. We better get our shit together. Yep. Um, beyond that, Discord, come and join it. It's a party. Uh, Patreon, you can do that if you really want. Why would you? Uh, you watch this wherever you get your podcasts from. And when I say watch, I really mean listen. Uh, Facebook, Twitch, Podbean, Podbean, OnlyFans. It's a thing. You can do it. Um, you could be an OnlyFan. Um, and, you know, like, subscribe, ring the bell button. Anyway, no, don't do that. It's all <laughs> fucking silly. <laughs> Thank you again to our uh, Patreons uh, in particular for helping us run all the, the 
giveaways and competition lack of competition it's more event type things that we do uh, but they help pay for the prizes so more patreons we have the the bigger the prizes which has been really nice so thank you to all of you guys but special thanks to the the guys on the highest level the thoughtless patreons alice clinton kingsley always appreciated love you all bonkers um and i will say a quick special thank you to everyone who asked questions to generate content for things that we couldn't be bothered doing ourselves correct thank so you somebody with you guys on, and they gave us money for you to come up with the questions this is a good deal we should do this more often <laughs> we'll do it next time all right thanks guys laters gotcha i know you will now watch and learn this is how a unicorn walks walks this is how a unicorn talks talks this is how a unicorn hoops hoops this is how a unicorn hoops. oh geez stop this is how a unicorn Source of your pride. Every unicorn who's born has worn a horn that's unique. So we'll whip them up as we speak. You'll be looking tray magnifique. We'll fake a phony protrusion to make a bony illusion. It's not the perfect solution, but the world's not big on inclusion. And with those rocks in our pockets, we'll reap the reward. And folks will be floored. We'll strike a new chord.